Time now for Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester, America's premier automotive news and information talk show. Now, here he is, that automotive journalist with the photographic memory, Ken Chester. This is our number two in your tune of Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for staying for this information-packed second hour. I'm your host, Ken Chester, in studio with the usual suspects, otherwise known as Jack and Sasha, of the Roadworthy Drive crew. Now, I normally ask right here how you doing in Peoples, but we're Jack's not doing too well. He's kind of slowly going under the weather. And yes, Sasha, Sasha is responding to the weather. I am. I so, am. yeah, we're here, but a little rattled. But we're going <laughs> to get through the hour. I promise we are. If this is your first time hearing the program and you want to join in, let me tell you how. You can call or text me via the Roadworthy Drive line. That number is 872-222-9793, and that's good 24-7. If you would rather write, my email is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, we'll connect you to me and the Roadworthy Drive crew. We'd love to hear from you. Now, for this hour, I thought I'd talk about summer maintenance. Yes, even though you probably own a late model vehicle, there's things that you should do as a consumer and you should be checking on for sure. Also this hour, a smart city update. You're not going to want to miss that. And finally, digital car keys and artificial intelligence. What could possibly go wrong? I have a list, number one. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I know. All that in this hour. But first, as usual, a bit of rummaging for news from the parts bin. Uh-huh. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Did you really do that? Yes. Yes, I did. The oh paper. My, oh the my. pigeon in the room. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, she did. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. What do you got, Ken? Okay. Since I got all this kind of love. All right. Uh-huh. That's how y'all are going to play we're, me. We're waiting. I know we're waiting. you shuffling are. shuffling through, people. I am. Shuffling I, through. I am. It would help to have the right papers in the right place. Uh-huh. Here we go. Okay. Cadillac's going to extend Super Cruise. Okay. Okay. What do you mean by extend it? Across all of the Cadillac lineup. Okay. And then, wait for it. It's going to GM. All of GM. Okay. Okay. Now, their, their super crew, in case you don't know, all right. is their kind of hands-free, keywords here, semi-autonomous. So hands-free. I do not have to have my hands on the steering wheel? Well, I shouldn't say hands-free. Ah, there, there we, go. we go. Is that kind of like the autopilot? But, but here's, but here's, yeah. The, here's yeah. the problem. Now, Cadillac, from Cadillac's own press release. Uh-huh. I'm going to read it. Okay. Cadillac plans to expand the rollout of Super Cruise, the world's first true hands-free driver assistance feature for the freeway. Okay, now. That, I'm sorry. Cadillac said that. Okay, so Cadillac is saying in their press release. In their press release. The world's first. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead and take this away. Wait a minute. Yeah. Didn't we have a marketing issue with uh, autopilot? autopilot? Right. Hello, we did. Right. We did. <laughs> However, they're going to roll this out. Yes, sir. Across all Cadillac models. Of course. Starting in 2020. Right. After 2020, uh-huh. Super Cruise will make its introduction in other General Motors brands. But as they say, there's more. Of course there is. Cadillac also plans to offer... 
uh, vehicle to infrastructure or V to X communications in high vo- in a high volume crossover by 2023. Okay, but here's my thing. Mm-hmm. In a true quoting the true um, hands free mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. I would love for one someone to explain to me how they think that they're going to get away with that without vehicle to infrastructure technology. I mean, you absolutely, positively, if you are truly going to be no human hands on the steering wheel while it's operating. Grasshopper, I have the answer. Go ahead. What you got? Super Cruise driver assistant features made possible by precision LIDAR map data, uh-huh. high precision GPS, right. a state-of-the-art driver attention system, uh-huh. and a network of camera and radar sensors. Okay. It requires, here's your answer, uh-huh. an active OnStar service plan <gasps> with emergency services to function. Wait, wait, wait. But if it needs the OnStar communication, isn't that a form of vehicle-to-infrastructure communications? Not particularly. No. Not the infrastructure. Okay, so what is it communicating with if it's what using the, the OnStar? The, on, the OnStar. Vehicle-infrastructure would mean communicating with a traffic light, yeah. communicating with um, a roadside uh, detector of some sort. Yeah, because don't they have the ones that will, like, alert the vehicles, like, if there's traffic up ahead? Or I forget Audi. Yeah. 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 Audi already does that, yep, Audi as does. we talked about that. That's what they're talking about, about infrastructure, but there's more. Hold on. Of course there is. Customers can drive hands-free on more than 130,000 miles of limited access freeways in the U.S. and Canada. Let me translate that. That would be interstates. You got it. Driver, oh, The driver that's... attention system helps keep drivers engaged and detects when drivers need to pay more attention to the road. In other words, this ain't happening on surface streets downtown. So this is not for, like, my neck of the woods? No. You okay. Not, well, once you get out the interstate, yes. I don't take an interstate. Well, then for the roads you travel, no. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jack. When, they're, when this system is trying to get your attention, are they going to use one of two people for the voice? <gasps> Can e- I pick the voice? Either, either Ricky Smiley <laughs> no, no. Nice. or Steve Harvey. No, uh, no, 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 can, no. Can I get can I get beep beep Richie from like it? No. Can I get beep beep Sasha? No, 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 no. Ah. no. All it says is the driver attention system helps to keep drivers engaged and detects when drivers need to pay more attention to the road. Even while using Super Cruise, driver must always pay attention and not use a handheld device. Leave your phone alone. Well, then what's what supposed to do with my hands with my hands free first ever world technology hands free but i got okay you could use one of these do i have which just got banned by the national highway traffic safety mystery oh this sounds fun it's called um autopilot autopilot buddy autopilot buddy do explain sir yeah uh the story this buddy is not your friend and they wanted to charge you $199 for it. Uh, only $199 to achieve the same functionality one could get with an everyday orange. Okay, um, is the orange operating my vehicle? Hold on. Okay. This I'm is from Automotive News. Okay. Confused. As long as humans continue to progress and innovate co- and create cool things, somebody somewhere will find a way to ruin it for everybody. Of course. Most recently, it was a company selling a product called Autopilot Buddy that interfered with Tesla's warning system when the driver chose to use the company's semi-autonomous highway driving system. 
the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration ordered the company to stop selling the device, considering it unsafe to intentionally circumvent the system safety mechanism. No. Didn't we talk about this when I said something about, um, let's see, what was it? Oh, security? Mm. So wait, 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 wait. I could purchase a... Not anymore. I I mean, I... Please. I could purchase a piece of technology that I know would deliberately mess with anyone around me in a vehicle that currently has autopilot? No. Okay, so what exactly did it do? It allows you... Uh, because remember, it says autopilot buddy. Right. Uh, the Tesla system requires you to have a hand on the wheel. Okay. This thing circumvents that. You don't have <gasps> to have your hands on the wheel. Oh. That's why NHTSA said, ah, no. Cease okay. and desist. Okay. And they wanted to charge you $199 for it. But you know, it says in big letters, made in the United States. Hey, made in USA. Hey. USA made. Hey. We can't put anyway. our hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. The makers of Autopilot Buddy didn't break new ground in discovering how to trick Tesla's system. They were just first to commercialize it. Mm-hmm. Tesla owners quickly discovered how they could achieve that same income with the help of a um, piece of fruit. Yep. Um, now, the problem is that, you know, it seems like, duh, why would you do this? Why would you do this? In fact, to go a little further, NHTSA even put out a consumer advisory. Wow. And they're supposed to cease and desist. They build this as, they marketed it as, this is Autopilot Buddy, is marketed as a Tesla Autopilot NAG reduction device. Its primary function is to disable a safety feature in the Tesla vehicle that monitors the driver's hands on the steering wheel and warns the driver when the hands are not detected. Aftermarket devices such as Autopilot Buddy are motor vehicle equipment regulated by NHTSA. And NHTSA said, cease and desist. They got till June 29th. Did the company react to that? Have you seen anything about that? Not a word. Of course, it would take take some guts to say, no, you're wrong. Yeah, no. But $199, though, isn't this kind of a P.T. Barnum thing? A sucker is born every minute? I was actually thinking about that autopilot that was in the movie Airplane, you know, with the blow-up doll. No, no. That's what I was thinking. No, 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 no. Next up, summer and your car. How you doing? You are listening to Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Roadworthydrive.com is the place to keep up with the latest happenings with Ken and the show. and the snow gets deep, fight back with Scout. Scout lets you shift into four-wheel drive for extra traction. And now's the time to buy an International Harvester Scout for next winter. Special factory reductions to your dealer on 79 models make it possible for him to give you a better deal than ever. Next time winter looks like this, fight back with this. Scout, anything less is just a car. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive, and I'm your host for this hour, Ken Chester. Now, right now, uh, in the words of Joan Rivers, can we talk? 
<laughs> can we talk? I want to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with you about your vehicle. You know, that daily conveyance you're probably still making payments on, you know, paying insurance premiums. And if it uses fuel, paying to fill that tank every so often. Newsflash. Despite all that fancy hardware, you know, we've talked about this vehicle being, you know, a computer on wheels and all that, I know. But in spite of all of that, there's still some things you need to do to maintain it. The kind of attention that will improve its reliability and dependability, especially when you really need it. I thought we might just take a little walk down memory lane. Now, if you've been driving for some time, this is, this is old news. But for those of you that may have forgotten or gotten away from it, let's just take a little revisit. Now, on the one hand, we know that back in the old days, and I'm going a little 25 years ago, uh, you would have had a certain amount of exhaust system repairs uh, for a vehicle that perhaps was five, six years old. You would have had to probably replace the exhaust pipe, maybe the muffler, etc. Well, ever since 1997, for this example... You've got uh, stainless steel exhaust system. The right. only pieces of that that may need your maintenance over time is still the muffler. Okay. At the end of it, because it gets water, it gets corroded over yep. time. Yep. Needs to be replaced. Absolutely. And depending on, and this is really kind of an indication, if you've let other things slip, like mm -hmm. spark plugs and filters and things like that, yep. you may plug up your catalytic converter. Trust me, you don't want that repair. Yeah. Yeah, and you uh, know it if it's starting. If, oh, yeah, she'll misfire and she'll stall and yep. it'll be ugly. But let's let's talk about some of the other things. Okay. Now, used to be that every so often you would have had to change the transmission fluid, get what they call the bands adjusted. Yep. And that was usually every 15,000 miles. Today, transmissions are engineered to last 150,000 miles. Yep. So you're not going to necessarily change transmission fluid, although... Uh, depending on the year, um, and I'd say probably in the last 10 years, but probably not with the new vehicles, if you still have a dipstick for your transmission, mm -hmm. your automatic transmission, yep. then you need to check the fluid. Number one, uh, an older car to make sure it's not leaking. Uh, and the way you know you may have a transmission problem is if she shifts hard, if she shudders, if she doesn't shift right, if she delays, if it's not acting right. Uh, when, when you're going down the road in terms of what it should be doing in terms of shifting. First thing you might want to do, if it require, if you still have a dipstick, then you have the ability to add fluid, check the dipstick. But here's the important thing. Mm -hmm. You can't use any transmission fluid. Different makes have different fluid yep. with different characteristics. And you need to be careful what you're putting in there because you can make matters worse. Um, for any internal combustion engine, and that's either diesel or gasoline, you got to check the oil, and you got to keep the oil relatively clean. Now, do you need synthetic oil? It, I'll put it to you this way. If your owner's manual doesn't specify it, don't spend any extra money for it. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. The good news about synthetic oil is that you get more wear and longer, more mileage out of it. Right. The bad news about synthetic oil is that you get longer time and more mileage out of it. Out of sight, out of mind. Even synthetic oil eventually needs to be changed. Well, I mean, and let's not take in what I recently had to do, radiator flush. Yes. And again. Thermostat. If, yep. I had to get the thermostat. Thankfully, I got it from, you know, a local dealer and he mm. was awesome. But 
it's one of those things where if you buy an older vehicle, it's something that you don't necessarily think about. You don't think about all the grit and the grime that gets down there and at the, the bottom. Gunk. Yeah. Typically, if your vehicle's five years old or older, you should get it flushed. But when you get it flushed, it's not enough. You have something called a thermostat. That thermostat controls your heater. It also mitigates. Uh, it closes in order to warm up your engine in cold weather, which reduces emissions. Right. But it also diverts uh, that heat um, to your um, to your uh, uh, heating and air conditioning unit, your heating unit in the wintertime. Yeah. If the thermostat gets stuck, it can cause engine damage. Oh, yeah. Most engines today are aluminum made. Aluminum warps when it overheats. Once it overheats, you have a 300-pound doorstop. That's yep. what you got. And it's not like, you know, the cars of yesteryears where you would have some flexibility once you started running hot. You know, oh, Well, they were can... cast iron, so you had a little room. Yeah, you had a little room. Now, if it starts running a little hot, you're doing damage. By the time it tells you that, that that... It could be too late. Yeah, it could be too late. Yeah, and once you start warping stuff, it's over. Yeah, because mine, I mean, when I started hitting the halfway point, because mine was always like three ticks. When I got the van, it was like three ticks under halfway. When she started itching at right just above halfway, I knew right then. I went, took her right in, got it flushed, because I knew, I knew that with that aluminum engine, the minute that it starts running just a little bit hotter, you could already be doing damage. And here's a news flash. For those of you that own older GM models, yep. radiator fluid, the word is Dexcool. Yes, it's it is, orange. Sir. Yes, it is. Uh, you can't. Go, this there is not the no stuff. There ain't no green. No, you don't go to Walmart <laughs> and just buy the off-the-shelf stuff and not look. And you could be causing some real damage. And I did not know that until I actually was getting it done, and I had actually bought five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. bought five gallons of it, and uh, learned it was the wrong stuff. Yeah, were you able to swap it out? Um, I just gave it to him. I mean, he gave me such a good deal. On oh, you the, gave it to the dealer. Yeah. Okay. I gave it to him. Um, let's talk spark plugs and spark plug wires. Um, in today's back in the day, we got fifteen thousand to thirty thousand out of a set of spark plugs. Yep, you got a f- about five years out of a set of wires. Yep. Today with computers, they burn so well. I've seen spark plugs pulled at over a hundred thousand miles; it didn't look worn at all. Yep. However, even if the spark plugs are okay, you still need to check the wires. Why? Because of the extremes in temperature underneath the hood. You've got hot and cold. Those wires do crack over time. If they crack, they short. If they short, even though the spark plugs are in good shape, they're not getting the electricity they need to burn the gasoline properly, and your engine will not run right. Now, let me get to my number one pet peeve that most people don't do. Now, we left out oil filter, and I'm a believer, just to touch base, if you change your engine oil, you always change your filter. Yeah. That's just my Every take. time. And I'm really old school. Um, I believe in going above and beyond the owner's manual, I'm one of those 3,000-mile people. You don't really have to do that, but you should. Final word, filters, air filter, gas filter. Most people don't change that. Uh, those two filters, and if you've got a fairly new vehicle, you have a filter inside the vehicle called a cabin air filter. Yes. My wife's minivan had one, pulled it. When we figured out it had it, it was nasty. You want to get those filters changed, check your owner's manual to find out how many filters are in your car and see when they need to be changed. Coming up, a Smart City update. This is Roadworthy Drive.
listening to Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester on the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. You're tuned to the third installment of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester. Regular listeners know that as a mobility news and technology show, we talk about technology across the vastness of the transportation choices that we have available to us here in the United States. <laughs> While transportation modes continue to evolve, so do our cities. Now, we're going to explore that a bit more in a moment. But first, to all of you out there who want more than your share of the road. Yes. Uh, I'm so glad. <laughs> if our weekly visits don't seem to be enough for you, guess what? I have the answer. Check out our website. That's roadworthydrive.com. Find audio clips of past shows, video of our behind-the-scenes antics, conversations, God help us, debates. Yes. And so much more. Oh, so much more. Mm -hmm. uh, the website is also a great place to discover where we are in the universe of social media. Our dear Sasha keeps things light and lively with her informative postings during the week between shows. And, hey, newsflash, she <laughs> has just started a new video series just for our social media followers. Yes, actually. I get to borrow, quote is, unquote. Is that what you're calling it? I mean, it is called Wheels of Non-Consent. No kidding. Yeah. Look, the wheels do not consent when you decide to lay down rubber. <laughs> I but they're so fun. No. Y you know, um, we got manufacturers listening to this show, y'all. <laughs> no, but. We're kidding, okay? <laughs> joke. I, it's a good time. I think that our you followers will actually get a kick out of seeing what is actually available without having to go to the dealership. Ken gets brand new vehicles. Every I, week. Every week on Thursdays. Mm. I get to smuggle the keys out of his office and take the vehicle for a short little test drive. Give you guys a short little, short little video, and then I return it before he even knows anything went wrong. Uh, oh, that's where you've been going. <laughs> unfortunately, that is not true because Ken is sitting in the passenger seat as you're driving. I mean, <laughs> is that? We had to. Yeah, I, I am under supervision. Ken, there. Yeah. I, I'll take my five bucks in. The <laughs> <laughs> in any case, y'all, it's a fun time. It's a new thing that we're doing just for our social media followers on Facebook. And Instagram. No, and no, Twitter. Did uh, I say Instagram? You did. Oh, my. Yeah, we decided. Twitter. Yes, we had to do just We're going Facebook, to Twitter. Uh, We're Twittering. And Twittering. And Twittering. We're, We're getting Twitter-pated. Twitter-pated. Yes, very uh, Twitter-pated. So you'll want to look us up on Facebook on either Roadworthy Drive or Tech with Sasha. The videos are available on either or. And make sure to like the page. That way you'll get a nice Please little notification. Please like the page. <laughs> that way you'll get a notification when I actually do them. I'm doing these as a live event. So if you happen to be on there, you see me going live, join in, you know, send me your questions, send me what you want to see. I really want this to be a time to truly interact with you guys. I want to actually get you guys involved in the conversation. If you watch it later, shoot us an email and, you know, let me know if you've got questions about the vehicle, that kind of thing. And uh, hint, yeah. Sasha loves panoramic roofs. Just oh my it out gosh, there. yes. Want to get us started. Yes. Yeah, panoramic roofs, loves them. Lo bring the sun in. Loves the thing. I do have to say with this manufacturer, their version of standard equipment is right along with what I consider standard equipment. Yeah, Taj Mahal? I, I know that's right. Just saying. If I can afford it. it well, 
Taj Mahal. All right, Mahal. as the executive producer, before we run out of time, can talk about <laughs> smart cities. Oh, my please. goodness. Tech with Sasha, everybody. Wheels of non-consent. <laughs> Check it out. All right. Um, cities. Now, we talk a lot about manufacturers. We talk a lot about vehicles. We talk a lot about all sorts of technology. Every now and then, we come across what cities are doing, and I thought I'd take a few minutes uh, to just kind of give you an idea across the country what's going on. In Los Angeles, they actually have something they call the Urban Mobility in a Digital Age Strategic Implementation Plan. Now, how far ahead does that plan go? Ten years. Really? 2028. And then when are they trying to implement it? Are they doing it? Well, like- they're, they're, they are working towards where they expect Los Angeles to be in 2028. And that's a huge hub. I mean, they've got... Ground zero. Yeah. The 405 forever. <laughs> One long band of a traffic jam. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I-5. Or I-5. Uh, the wording. The city added that its new plan aims to set the city on a course to manage the streets of the future in 2028. They explain that while they have significant capability and knowledge in many key transportation areas, it requires specific expertise, I guess is the word, to collaborate with product companies to design, deploy, and actively manage uh, what they're calling their mobile 2.0 system. Now, are they going to, like we've discussed here before, are they going to a pedestrian um, a city planning built around the pedestrian? On, honestly, the cities are looking at a very pedestrian-friendly uh, okay. environment. They want to encourage more pedestrians and more uh, bicycles and more interaction in their city cores than they do cars and buses and things like that. See, and a lot so, of— bicycles, yeah. chasing birds, <laughs> uh, which is scooters, by the way, yes. not literally— Chasing birds. Um, let me jump across the country okay. and talk about what Pennsylvania is doing. All right. Now, they've got, they're developing, and this is their words, they're launching a multimodal smart corridor initiative along I-76. This is by the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Their goal is to optimize traffic flow on adjacent roadways, incentivize transit, bicycle, and pedestrian travel throughout the region. Next one, interstate. They want to reduce the traffic on the interstate, but they want the other modes to be more efficient, including a light rail system. Oh. They're actively including a light rail system into this pattern, into this traffic pattern. And I'm trying to see how much money they're trying to spend here. It's in the millions. Now, do they have a rail system as it is now? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought. So it's, it is a regional rail line, which is commuter rail. Right. Uh, and they're looking at a whole bunch of smart stuff. Uh, ramp metering for the interstate, junction control, the use of overhead electric signs over travel lanes to regulate a closed lanes at merged areas to improve traffic flow at high volume interchanges, dynamic lane assignments, overhead electric signs provide information for each travel lane to identify open lanes and alert drivers of upcoming lane enclosures, multimodal enhancements. Uh, that's working with the Southeastern Transportation, I'm sorry, Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority. And then finally, they're going to have a smart parking pilot program where the message boards display will inform motorists of transit station parking ability and real-time train departure times to better inform citizens of travel, transit travel options going down the interstate. Hmm. That's Pennsylvania. 
in New York State, they're talking about um, pedestrian-friendly. And they're spending $22 million to improve crossings, notifications, things of that nature. Um, Upgrades include uh, crosswalk markings, additional signs, signalization enhancement, extended crossing times, things like that. New York says that 300 pedestrians are killed, 15,000 are injured by motor vehicles in New York State each year, with 25% motor vehicle-related fatalities are pedestrians. So New York is on to something and trying to do something about it. Now, finally, for our last segment, digital car keys and artificial intelligence. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is heard exclusively on the Roadworthy Drive radio network. This is Roadworthy Drive. This is the final segment for this hour of Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for tuning in. It seems that as technology continues its relentless march and more and more progress, even the simple things are being affected. So it is with that last simple thing that we still, well, most of us, still carry in our pockets, our car keys. You may not have noticed how in recent years the number of locks that need keys on or around your car have disappeared. Yep. For example... You don't need a keyed lock for the front passenger side door, the trunk, or even your glove box. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's good luck with that. I know. Most vehicles, do you, not know, so much. do you know how many times in the last couple of years I tried to put a key in the front passenger door? <laughs> and couldn't find the lock? Oh, exactly. But I got one better for you. All right. Uh, chances are, if you don't own a basic trim level vehicle, you don't even have a key at all, but maybe just a remote for keyless entry. And a push button to start your engine. My personal favorite. I had a recent, recently I had a Volkswagen Jetta sedan that I had to evaluate for a week. The key phobe had a key. But are you ready for this? Yep. No lock to put it in. Not in the ignition, not in the front door, not in the passenger door, not in the trunk. Was this the same car you had that you were able to start it and drive it without the fob even in the vehicle? I don't think we did that one that way. No. But this one, I had a key. Yeah. But I don't want to went it to. flipped out. It flipped out just like yours did, Jack. And it was yeah. the craziest thing because I went over that vehicle. And I Googled it. And he's not the first one to ask that question. It's just one of those things where it was a stock model key fob that the manufacturer had. The problem is, is that it had a built-in key flip out as right. part as the fob. Right. So rather than with no lock, no to put lock it on in. the vehicle to put it in. You really want to freak somebody out? Said, "Hey, take my key out and, and start my car." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And There's somebody who no hasn't key. bought a car recently, like in the last five years, would that's lose a problem. their mind. But guess what? If that's not crazy enough, um. Even the key phobe that you in your in your uh, in your pocket right now, mm-hmm. it's about to go bye bye. Well, what are they going to use? A digital car key. 
Okay, now explain that. I'm about to. Thank like, you so Okay, much. so is it going to be like a little tab that you'd put on your key ring? And then what's the purpose of your key ring now? Hold on. Okay. I'm waiting for this to be a smartphone amp. He's right. <gasps> really? No. He's totally right. The Car Connectivity Consortium, an organization that, of course, includes Apple. Of course. Today announced the publication of a new digital key release 1.0 specification, which is a standardized solution designed to let drivers, wait for it, download a digital vehicle key onto their smartphones. I'm going to let that sink in a minute. All right. (laughs) Hold on. Just say it, Jack. What could possibly go wrong? Let's talk security. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the world of ghosting and cell phone duplication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, th- it gets better. Of course it um, does. They are developing an open standard for the use of smart devices as digital keys for automotive. The solution will be car and smart device agnostic. It will enable consumers to conveniently lock and unlock the vehicle and start the engine along with other interesting features. Um, what comes to mind, now that I remember it, Jeep commercial, wintertime. Uh, he is at home. She gets off the train, and he starts her car from a distance mm-hmm. and starts defrosting it. And then there's another commercial where the gal's actually, and I'm not making this up, in space. Yes. And, and he's says, asking, can you do the thing? Yeah, and unlocks Again. the car. So in a way... Not nearly as impossible, but looking well, like it's going to be more probable. I, I am remember- not saying that it is impossible. What I am saying is with all the issues we are having with people getting their identity stolen because of smartphones, what's going to happen when I put a digital key on my phone mm-hmm. and somebody else can hack my phone, get in and get access to my vehicle? Well, those of us that play online games... Okay, we have had a online or an app feature to lock or unlock our games. You know, WoW, Diablo, whatever. Okay. Um, and you have to in, you have to type in a an original passcode that gets sent to your cell phone. Okay, that's how we keep you know scammers from gaining access to our accounts. So I kind of get it. But on the flip side of that, I mean, when I had my HHR, you downloaded an app. And I was able to unlock my vehicle, lock my vehicle, start my vehicle from my phone. OnStart's got that right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how different is that feature? Um, but not everybody had it. In addition to Apple, this includes charter member companies, Audi, mm-hmm. BMW, right. General Motors, Hyundai, and Volkswagen. And there are some other electronic companies like LG, Panasonic, and Samsung. Um, as well as some suppliers. Um, The new digital key specification uses what they call near-field communication, uh, and it was developed to create, their words, not mine, a robust ecosystem around interoperable digital key use cases. It will let drivers lock, unlock, start engine, and here's the scary part, share access to their cars, kind of like Toro. Okay, my next question. If I get hacked, can somebody shut my car off in the middle when I'm driving it? Good question. I don't know. And that brings up a whole other issue, like carjacking? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is the point. And really, i got to go back to what uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration issued 
now almost two years ago with relatively of layers of protection. This, the protection is going to be in the layers. In other words, they contend that no matter how well you design it, somebody's going to hack it. Well, I understand that, but I'm, I'm the person behind the wheel of the car. But hold on a minute. I'm, I'm getting to that. All right. Layers of protection. The system may be hacked, but not to the point where it's going to disable the vehicle. And that's what they're developing. If you develop it in layers, enough where they can identify you've been compromised, take um, evasive or corrective actions to minimize that breach and at least get you to a point safely, whether it's to the side of the road or unlock your car or whatever, but not put you in a situation where you're going to be in danger. And I think that's the important thing to remember. And they all got to work that way because if they don't, then nobody's going to use it. All they need is one well-advertised hack of somebody getting hurt or in danger. And they've got too much to lose. Again, just like autonomous vehicles, they've spent billions of dollars. These companies, uh, you're talking automotive uh, manufacturers, automotive suppliers, and major cell phone companies. They're not going to stand for that stuff. So, well, that is all we've got for this hour. And on behalf of the Roadworthy Drive crew, thanks for listening. This has been Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of the Motor News Media Corporation. Thank you.